The clamor of the Siberian annual fair was just loud enough to drown out the sound of the dragon Kalaren stirring deep underground. Not yet awake, but nearing the end of what common knowledge purported was an eternal slumber. The beast is awake now. The passion that once drove Kalaren the Jealous One to topple whoever dared possess that which Kalaren coveted burns once more, albeit with new color, a new object of the same desire. Even in the age of magic, not everyone is destined for greatness. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other Lothlorian stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. I'm Travis. I'm Logan. I'm Lee. Well, hello. I'm <laughs> It's me, Greg, where I belong. <laughs> Brittany, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to, it's Greg bitch soon enough. <laughs> if you are new to the show, uh, just re-listen to that intro I said. That explains exactly what the premise of our show is. We randomly determine as much as is possible, and we play role-playing games. This is the start of a new season, uh, and a season where we're playing a game called Fellowship. It is a fantasy-themed season inspired by stories about people from different cultures uh, coming together in a fantasy world to stop uh, some great evil. So think of stories like Lord of the Rings or Avatar The Last Airbender, stuff like that. This is the character creation episode. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be running this season. Uh, the Fellowship uh, calls me, instead of a GM, calls me the Overlord. I don't know, how, I don't know if uh, I have enough chutzpah. I don't know if I have the... <laughs> Um, the swagger to refer to myself as the overlord, but we'll see how long that sticks. Well, I do overlord. Uh, what? I have the chutzpah is what I mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> I call you uh, the overlord. So, um... Someone out there uh, laughed at that. Someone, <laughs> sure. I'm sure that it happened. It wasn't any of us. It though. wasn't us, but somebody so did. So we're going to make some... We're going to make some fantastical characters. You'll hear little character introductions after that's the case. Uh, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Does anyone is anyone dying to go first? Me. Sounds like Lee. Okay. Um, I I have a question, a preliminary question. Oh yeah. Since, like you sort of have to randomly determine the Overlord as well, right? Does that need to be hidden from us, or are you gonna join us in this character creation episode? Um, I'm not gonna do it in this, but um, I am debating whether or not I want to have a similar character creation intro sequence for the overlord and produce that and edit it in or have the overlord's creation be at the beginning of the next episode because of the next episode anyway we're gonna have to pick our bonds i kind of want you to like build yeah. the characters mm. first and then have the bonds 
with each other figured out, um, if that makes sense. And yeah. during that period, you're also selecting bonds with the Overlord. So I figure I'll have you make your characters, then I'll make, I'll finish making the Overlord, and then I'll decide from there h- how much of that I want on the actual show, how much of that we want on the actual show, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lee, mm-hmm. we're going to get a really important role right off the top. Yes. D12 roll is going to tell us what your what playbook you're playing with. Oh my God, tell me if I'm a fish person. <laughs> uh, it's going to tell you if it's possible for you to be a fish person. <sighs> I'm too nervous. <laughs> I mean, it, you also are two, the number two. I got oh, two. okay. Okay. Fish person is still in the running. Whoa, baby. <laughs> uh, you are playing with the elf playbook. Yes. So, do you want to do name next or last? What's what's our preference? You, we gotta know fish person. We gotta know, yeah. Possible. Like you can't. Yeah, okay. Like okay. this is so. like the sword hanging over our heads. All right, in that case, we're gonna we're gonna go this all is like out that of time order. that Greg didn't say, and I'm Greg. <laughs> <laughs> like a second ago. <laughs> yeah. In that, uh, in that case, uh, so do you have do you have the PDF of the playbooks open? I do. I do. Um, so you'll notice there's a section. Um, that says on the elf playbook, you'll see there's a section called what is an elf? Mm-hmm. And then there are four options. Mm-hmm. You'll sort of get one of these four moves that also informs what elves are like in this universe. So give me a D4 and tell me what the result is. Mm. You got a one in four chance of being this mermaid. <laughs> I like it. Just says mermaid. I don't, mm, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I got a three. Okay, so you're not a fish person this season, unfortunately. Mm, so but close. you are a star elf. Your people That's come from beyond the skies. Just as and good. Your technology. We've is already highly talked advanced. about that f- birds are the fish of the air. So <laughs> same thing. I mean, it's this just, is the second and, time you've played and, an alien. Yeah. And stars are just the are just birds the, of the higher the, sky. Stars are just the kelp of the space ocean. What can we establish one thing that's not a bird? No. No. No, everything is <laughs> or a bird. A fish. <laughs> everything's a bird and thus everything's a fish. Okay. These are the these are the laws of the universe. Okay, now I'm all flip flip turned upside down and I'd like to take a minute to sit right there to figure out what I actually need you to roll for next since we're doing everything so out of order because we had to figure out fish person or not. Okay. So now I need to have you roll uh, there's a few options for look. Um, so for body type, give me a D3. Two. You have a, a tiny, tiny body. body. Yay! Tiny. <laughs> there's a, there's a idea in fellowship called, uh, agendas. There are, um, a few that all of you have in common and agendas are rule of thumb. If you don't know what to do next, look at your agendas. Maybe one will be related to the situation and it'll kind of help guide you. Um, you all share in common, be ra- sorry, be brave, take risks. Uh, tell us about your people and improve the world around you. All three of you are going to have those agendas in common. And then, for, and then the playbooks themselves each have a few options for individual agendas based on your playbook. So give so wait, me... A, be brave, take risks... Tell us about your people, and what was the third one? Improve the world around you. Okay. Uh, so give me a D3 to figure out what your Elvish agenda is going to be. One. Oh, boy. Elvish superiority. It is your duty 
to protect the lesser creatures. Okay. Oh, well, that's a nice way of looking at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's the most charitable reading of that. <laughs> um, and we can we can play with that however we want to. If we're not comfortable with um, sort of the undertones of that, or if we want to, if we want to just make it like, as long as lesser creatures just means animals and like kids. Yeah, I like shit, that. That's fine. I, that's cool. Yeah, I like th- I like that reading a lot. Helpless. I think that's that's non. Yeah. You know, con- conscious. What's the word? Not I don't people. know. It's it's difficult in fantasy. Non sentient or sentient, sentient yeah, or something like that. There are uh, a bunch of core, I guess, I guess for Elf, it's not as many as some of the other ones, um, but you have, uh, you have a few core moves that, that all Elves get, uh, and then you'll have uh, a, uh, another move uh, later that will, two moves later that we'll roll for, but the moves that uh, you definitely start out with, uh, one of them is Elder Arts. When you draw upon the elven power that humans sometimes call magic, choose a spell from below, then mark it. You cannot use a spell while it is marked. When you fill your belly, remove a mark from one spell. Uh, when you recover, remove all marks from all your spells. So you're like, uh, you got some magic. It's sort of basic stuff, camouflage, keen senses, sense magic, uh, and whisper on the wind uh, are your options. Uh, and then when you share, the, uh, there's also effects where you can like share a move with other characters. Uh, we can get into that mechanic uh, when we get into actual play. Uh, but there's like a stipulation for uh, how sharing elder arts uh, would work. And then your other move that you're going to get as an elf is touch the world lightly. You can safely walk on. Sorry, it's the print is small. You can safely walk on top of snow across thin tree branches along uh, precarious ledges or on top of held on top of held weaponry? Is that what that says? Yeah, you can yeah, do a jig like, on a sword, baby. Mm-hmm. You think of uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I need to zoom in to actually see this. That's sweet. Uh, you can also <laughs> run along walls, up trees, or across treacherous surfaces safely, although only for short distances. Um, and then there's some mechanical stuff about that. Um, so, now that you have that, you already rolled for your people move. Um so let's have you roll for your two uh, custom moves. So give me a one, two, three. Elf has six, eight, looks like. So give me a D8 roll. Eight. Uh, you have a move called Way With Words. When you speak softly to someone who uh, speaks softly being one of the moves, uh, like the common moves that everyone gets on this game, uh, when you use the speak softly move uh, to someone who respects or fears you, you may roll... A pl- with plus grace instead of plus wisdom. Um, when you speak softly, you may also ask, what do they desire of, desire most regardless of the results of your role? Cool. And give me a D7, please. Four. One, two, three, four. Enemy at the gates, grace. When you are hidden from your target and wield a ranged weapon, you can spend one ammo uh, to finish them with plus grace. If you destroy them, uh, you remain hidden. So essentially this gives you an... an a lot of combat in this game is about finding an advantage uh, and then using that advantage to roll the finish them move to end the combat. This is giving you uh, another way to uh, find that type of advantage. Okay. That, so that leaves uh, gear. Also, Star Elf has something special about gear. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot to read what Star Elf actually does. We got too interested in our jokes about birds and fish. <laughs> um, uh, as a Star Elf... You were um, one away from Merfolk. Damn. <laughs> uh, you start with gear called high-tech gizmos uh, that has two uses, uh, and then the tags useful and elf-made. Instead of burning any non-elf who holds the item, elf-made items electrocute any non-elf attempting to use them without proper training, causing them to pass out where they stand. Ah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's fun. Hey, so, just uh, the, the nature uh-huh. of this game, does that, I mean, like, none of us are going to be elves now, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so, Lee, let's have you roll to figure out uh, what... Uh, your first weapon is going to, or sorry, uh, choose what brought you, what you brought to protect you from danger. Could be a weapon. It could be something else. So roll me a D3. Two, uh, three. Ooh, you're going to like this. You get a wolf or hunting bird. Okay, dude. Uh, which you have two bonds with. You still get a bird and uh, you're an alien. I feel like, I feel like that's we, basically equivalent to a fish person. <laughs> Everything is yeah, coming together. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's on brand. <laughs> so, uh, write down. Write down whether you want wolf or bird, and then also mark uh, when you get to bonds that you'll have two bonds with this uh, animal. Which um, one is it, Lee? Is it wolf or bird? Or wait, I guess we're going to roll a D2. No, I'm getting a fucking bird. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm going to have you roll another D3 to choose what you brought to carry you through the journey. A two. A friend. Uh, you have a... F- you have a friend uh, who you Which have one bond with. Which is still on brand. This is very uh-huh. good. Uh, you're a whole crew. Option. Like, do you really need us? Yeah. Well, it's always a crew. I am crazy. And you're going to get another one because you're going to have another companion. Um, oh, my gosh. So your friend can either be an archer, a blade dancer, or a shadow. A shadow. Those, I think, yes. are... Uh, <laughs> archer is an expert with a bow. Yeah, the understandable what was the other one archer what? Blade, dancer. blade dancer probably an expert with a blade right blade dancer uh, is a graceful warrior specialized in, in fighting alongside actually that's a little interesting who specialize in fighting alongside a partner dancing around their ally as they attack that's huh. kind of cool uh, and then shadow elven shadow is uh if you were to see an elven shadow well you won't <laughs> <That's the laughs> Uh, so I, 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 this is getting a little too in the details for uh, just the character creation. We can get into most of this as we play. Um, but stats uh, for companions are um, kind of unconventional in this game. The way they work is they have sort of just like uh, personality or skill descriptors as their stats. And then when those things are damaged, uh, like when they take damage, it damages one of their uh, stats. Mm-hmm. So they are no longer, they're temporarily unable to exhibit that. Uh, characteristic or skill so the elven shadows stats are untraceable and right where you need me the blade dancer is uh, dance of death and graceful in all things the elven archer is perfect shot and an even more perfect shot (laughs) 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 Um, so again that'll be uh, something I'll, I'll let you choose now we're going to have you roll for your hunting companion uh, so roll. Uh, uh, what if D3, you have another please? bird and you name them Yukon and Cornelius? Oh, yeah, no. So yeah, roll D three, please. Get a bird. Have two birds. <laughs> name them Yukon and Cornelius. Just do it. Uh, one. You get a wolf or a hunting <laughs> bird with which you have two bonds. So just times two on that first one. 
but it's uh, it is up to you if you want this one to be a wolf or what you want to name these things. Don't let peer pressure and the pressure to make callbacks uh, but consider push you into but something. Do you consider. 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 <laughs> uh, so next for gear, we have choose one memento of your homeland. Roll a D3, please. I got a one. Uh, so you have an elf stone brooch connecting you to your homeland. Uh, it has one use and it's elf made. You can use this item to remove a mark from one of your elder arts spells. Huh. Uh, and every time your gear refreshes, that would be another time you could use that again. So it's essentially something that lets you use those uh, spells a little more often. Um, and then every elf has elven bread uh, and a hunter's bow. Cool. Think of all this stuff in the context of you are an alien. Because like, yeah. I've been thinking about wolves and uh, birds of just like some wolves and birds, but oh, it could we be could alien really... wolves and birds. <laughs> so as if as if that's enough, not enough to chew on. I really liked last season um, how we had like just little added tidbits, like what your favorite song is or your yeah your item, like all those little things. Um, so I decided to add one more randomly determined thing. Um, and that's that I'm going to uh, Miriam Webster's uh, word of the day. Uh, and I'm going to have you roll one through 20. And I'm just going to give you a random word of the day from Miriam Webster. And you can use that however you'd like to inform uh, your character or your uh, or your people. So like what the star elves are like or what your character is like. Uh, whatever. So roll me a d20, please. Could be anything. Five. Your word uh, is uh, Bauer. Uh, definition, an attractive dwelling or retreat. Uh, spell it. B-O-W-E-R. So same as like, same spelling as someone who bows, but okay. um, yeah, a I wasn't different sure word. If it was spelled different. So it's an attractive... An attractive dwelling. dwelling or retreat is one definition. Another is a lady's private apartment in a medieval hall or castle, or a shelter as in a garden made with tree boughs or vines twined together arbor. I'll give you, go. I'll put the link in our uh, That's the elf thing, one. just so you see it. <laughs> you don't know me. Uh, Is that a space? Yeah. I mean, space? Right. I'm a space, space alien. Space what I need yeah, with space, trees. Space elf is, is different. You're right. And I think the only thing we left is your name. I think yeah. that's the last thing. So I have three uh, different generators to choose from. So roll me a d3. Two. And you are an elf, so I'm choosing elves. And give me a d5, please. Four. It's an interesting name. Your name is Nigelis. Uh, uh, Nigelos, Nigelis. Um, some of these might require some nicknames. I will paste it into the chat. N-I-G-L-E-L-A-S. Oh, so like Nigelas. 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 Maybe. Oh, yeah, Nigla. I, I, I thought the, the first L was an I. The G could be silent, and then it's Nigelas. Mm. Mm, I like that, too. So however you want to pronounce that, that's your name. Uh, and then presumably here, my voice fades out and the music fades in, <laughs> and then this person tells me about themselves. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, look, Mama sent us down here to talk to you, and I, I don't know what she thinks we're going to put in this book, but, well, you know Mama, and I'm going to do what she says. Uh, okay, so I'm Layla, and, well, my sister's here, too. She's a, she's a shadow now, and I, I guess that's what got Mama so worked up. Maybe I should try to just start from the beginning. Once upon a time, there were two sisters, twins, that lived with their parents and had a great life, but the sisters were the third generation of star elves in this land, and so they grew up in two worlds, the one at home and the one outside. And their mama was always saying, you need to have more traditional hobbies. When are you going to build your bower? Blah, blah, blah. But the, the sisters just wanted to go on adventures and have fun. Then one day, one of the sisters got in a fight and she got hurt, which by the way, I was doing just fine in that fight. Thank you very much. I really didn't need my sister to come save me from anything, but I guess that's not how she sees it. Anyway, the other sister was sad because she thought for some reason that she should have been there to protect her little by two minute sister, which is me, by the way, ain't that little. Well, anyway, so then the older twin decided to become a shadow, which is, I mean, pretty cool, I guess. And she doesn't have a name now. She's just the shadow. And honestly, that's the only story that's really worth putting in this book. Uh, like you got enough to go on, Lee? Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Who's up next? Me. Sounds Logan. like it's Logan. Yes. Uh, so let's see. We Elf is off the table. So you're going to give me a D11. Okay. There's still 11 of these? Yeah. Uh, there are some extra playbooks that uh, aren't. In your in the PDF that you have, that but I'll just I hunted you them if. out and I got secrets. Uh huh. <laughs> you said D11. Some cool ones. Yep. Eight, please. Uh, you are the dragon playbook. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so let me. Hell yes. Uh, let me pull that up and send you that link. That's one of the extra ones. Man, I got so into that immediately. <laughs> uh, and the way that this game interprets the dragon is kind of interesting because you could, depending on what you roll, similarly, Lee, Lee could have been like a mer person or star person or wood elf or whatever. Um, the way in which you embody the dragon could be that you you have the soul of a dragon, but you otherwise look human, or you are actually a dragon, or there are a lot of, um, there are a few different options here. Um, so maybe let's do it in that same order. Let, that might be, I think I think that worked for, for Lee's yeah. character. So, yeah, um, absolutely. So let's, you, let's have you roll a d4 to see how you are the dragon. <sighs> Unleash the dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number one, uh, a champion chosen. Um, 
the description there is, you were not related to the dragons until they chose you as their champion. Uh, take a core move from any other basic playbook. That oh. playbook's core and custom moves count as uh, as a dragon custom move for you. Uh, and you may take moves from that playbook uh, that cannot be shared. Interesting. Hmm. Um, so how do we determine... That makes it difficult for randomization. Let me think of how I do that. Yeah. Well, what if I just rolled uh, D11? 11. 11. Well, again. You can yeah. 12 because it could still take it from the elves, right? Yeah, but then it would right, be, but that would be 11. Yeah. And then oh, my people, I see. Well, my people are still the dragon, right? Right, so I'm just taking the dragon out, so you Got don't end up rolling dragon. You're again. Yeah. you're more clever than me or Greg put together. <laughs> That's not true, but thank you. <laughs> oh, seven. I'm sorry, I should have okay. said that out loud. <laughs> uh, seven is uh, the squire. Um, so let's see. Let's go to the squire and see what core move you're going to end up with from the squire. <gasps> Look how pretty the squires are on their cover. Yeah. I could be a little squirrel who's also a uh, dragon. <laughs> so, um, roll a d3 to see which move from which core move from the squire you get. That was a one. Uh, fast friends, when you spend a scene by someone's side uh, or use the move speak softly with them, you may gain a bond with them immediately. You can have an unlimited number of bonds with anybody. People who have bonds, uh, people you have bonds with who do not become, comp- uh, sorry, I can't read. <laughs> people, so normally uh, you can make uh, people you have bonds with become your companions. Uh, as the squire, people who you have bonds with do not become companions. You do not have enough pull with the fellowship to just recruit people. Those you have bonds with will think well of you and will not try to harm you if they can help it, regardless of their feelings for the rest of the fellowship. Uh, you can command lore, uh, which this is, is like amazing. Uh, so command lore is um, uh, another one of the um, moves that everyone can do, and that's like uh, it's typically about. Um, deciding something about the world. Uh, you can command lore about anyone you have bonds with, except for your bonds with other players. You can command lore about companions, friends, and minions of the overlord who you have bonds with, uh, but you can cannot com- you cannot command lore uh, about the other heroes of the fellowship or about the overlord. Uh, this move cannot be shared. Let me ask follow-up questions, because it seems like yeah. now my job is harder than it was before, right? Because I sort of, I sort of own the squire and the dragon. Yes, so you can, so the squire's core moves and the squire's custom moves both count as custom moves that are available to you. Okay, do we need uh, to? In addition to in addition to the dragon custom moves. Uh, so next, I'll have you roll for your look. We'll just do it. Um, Hell yeah! So roll a d three. Let's get more confused. A one is what I got. You have a human like body. Uh, cool. A human like. Uh-huh. Ugh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Ugh. Listen, I'm not a mer person, so get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> At least I have the spirit of a dragon. Uh, okay, so we did your look. Now let's do your agenda. So uh, as with everybody, you uh, your agenda, your default agendas are be brave and take risks. Tell us of your people and improve the world around you. Uh, and your final uh, dragon agenda, uh, please roll a d3. I got a two. 
So your dragon agenda is relentless justice. The laws of the great dragons are absolute. Do not break them or allow others to do so. My goodness. That's cool, especially since you are going to be the one who decides what those dragon rules are. Um, oh my god, it could be so fun! Uh-huh. It could be anything. Uh-huh. Automatically, you're going to get all the core moves from the dragon. Uh, with the dragon, it's actually just one move, and that move is Champion of Fire. Uh, you do not have your own people. You once did, but no longer. Instead, you can command lore about the glory of the dragons, their place in the world, and the magnificent feats that they have performed throughout history. Wait, so I, d- I don't have people. Everybody's dead? Is that There apparently aren't. So I think you can interpret this as either the dragons that have chosen you as their champion are no longer, maybe they're ancient dragons that somehow beyond the grave chose you as their champion, uh-huh. or you could view it as perhaps you had a people and you no longer have the, those people, and in, in their stead, the dragons have welcomed you in. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm the last airbender. Think, Got it. I think those are the two ways you can probably interpret that. Um, uh, instead, you can command lore about the glory of the dragons, their place in the world, and the magnificent feats that they have performed throughout history. The dragon has 11 custom moves to choose from instead of eight, and chooses four of them during character creation instead of two. Jeez. Oh, boy. So that means you have a huge list of custom moves and the full list of squire moves. That's a lot. That's a big number we'll be rolling. Got a bunch. To be rolling from. Got so let's see. When you have 11 there and... Eight? Uh, 10 because of the other two squire uh, uh, yeah, core yeah. moves. So 22. So give me uh, D22, please. Got it. Three. <laughs> Dragoon. When you attack your enemy from above with a melee weapon, your attack gains piercing. Dropping onto an enemy from above is always an advantage for you. Hell yeah. Give me a 21, please. Here I go. Again on my own. Rolling out D21. Ever known. <laughs> like a, a dragon, I was born to roll a die. <laughs> uh, right now I got a 19. Uh, you have a move from the Squire playbook called Teach Me Your Ways. Choose a move another player knows. Uh, that move must be a move they can share. They share that move with you. So once we're done, you get to choose one of the moves that either Greg or Lee has, and you get it too. Oh, man, that's cool. You're such a weird hodgepodge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And please roll a 20. 19 again. Voice of, this is also from the Squire playbook, Voice of Reason. You alone are the voice of reason in this insane world. When you mm. offer advice to another player and they ignore it, you are filled with hope during any attempts to bail them out of whatever mess they got themselves into. <laughs> Basically, if you could say, I told you so, after your action, you have hope to do it. Hope is a mechanic in this game, which means it's, advantage, right? uh, it's D&D advantage. Yeah. So roll with an extra die and take the higher results, essentially. Man, the power of I told you so. <laughs> so I think that's three custom moves you rolled for. So we na- now we need your fourth and final. So roll a ni- D19, please. Okay. 19. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's another move from the Squire. It's... We'll make it. Your bonds have a healing tag, and you can use them by erasing them. 
Your bonds can only be used to heal the person listed in them and only while you're by their side. All right. So essentially anyone you have a bond with, you can heal by erasing the bond. Okay. Yo, I, I'm going to tell you, Greg, you're going to have to have some pretty sweet moves for me to not get a wolf or a bird pet. <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, those aren't moves that Lee had for that. Those are gear options. Well, shit. Um, yeah, so, so no star wolf for you. Damn it. So now we're going to have you roll for dragon gear. Uh, so by default, a dragon has extra spicy dried fruits. Woo! Uh, that's, f- that's food that's only for dragons. Okay. Uh, three uses. First uh, is roll for your armaments. So that is a D4, please. Two. You have mighty claws and hardened scales. Whoa. That kind of says uh, stuff, huh? Yeah. It kind of does say it things. It does say things. Uh, uh, now you get to choose your fire. Uh, so that so your uh, claws and hardened scales are your uh, melee weapon and your armor. So now your fire is kind of your, uh, your ranged weapon. So roll a d4, please. Okay. Two. You conjure rays of fire from your hands. <laughs> Straightforward. Uh, and finally... Roll a D3 for your follower. Oh, I forget we get cool friends. Three. Ah, cool. A dragon spirit advising you on how to be their best champion. Hell yeah. Uh, And you can uh, every time, so you can consult them twice uh, before you have to refresh your gear to be able to consult them again. Uh, You may use this to call your spirit to your side and roll speak softly with them. They have great knowledge of many things. That's cool. That's cool. That super cool. So super cool. fucking cool. Super fucking cool. Uh, this, this party's going to be wild. <laughs> we don't even have the third one yet. <laughs> so we just need a name. Okay, I got to get your word of the word of the oh, day. Yeah. Uh so roll a d20, please. Okay. 13. <laughs> I mean, this fits with dragon. Uh your word uh for inspiration is smithereens. <laughs> Fragments and bits. Oh man, now I just get Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, and now let's get you a name. I'm guessing that the, that your character, maybe like Lee, is gonna have a nickname because dragon names are kind of fucked. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just give me just um, just just give me a dragon. Lay a dragon name on me. Okay, roll a d3, please, for a name. Okay, three this is for which generator. Okay, so now uh, this one has an option for masculine, neutral, or feminine. So what's your choice there? Feminine. Okay. Uh, now roll a d10, please. Two. Aitho, uh, eater of all. Okay. Smithereens. I, You're a hungry one. Like, how do you spell Aitho, though? I-T-H-O. Etho, Aitho. Mm-hmm. Let's call the whole thing off. Eater of what? All. Eater of all. All. I think. God, I don't envy you. <laughs> this is so much to think <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, I've got oh, really? a lot to consider. <laughs> really? Pig crystal. Oh, Roe was great. Every, I, I'm, I am positive everything's going to work out fine.
Mako Inu Itsy Bitsy Spider. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. Itho Inu Ini Mini Mini Mo. Itho Inu Yasha. This is not leading to our people's salvation. You are not behaving as the chosen one. Uh, why don't you shut your weird ghost mouth and let me do my destiny my way? I understand the perspective you are coming from. I will endeavor to shut my weird ghost mouth. I'm sorry. Fuck. I, I didn't mean to be a brat. Look, I promise. Super important destiny thing is up there on my to-do list. I understand. It's my name now. And, like, I'm on board. But it wasn't my name before. And I didn't really, you know, ask to be the last human or the last dragon. And now I'm both. And it's just going to have to be okay that I'm not ready for things. Even small things. I know you're going to be mad. And that's okay, too. But I'm trying. And I hope. That can be enough for you, Ziggy. I too am sorry. You are more than enough, child. Hell yeah, I am. Let's go get ice cream. Sorry, spice cream. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Greg. Hi. It's time for you to make a character. It's me. My turn. <laughs> so roll a d10 for your playbook, please. Two. You're a halfling. Yes! <laughs> I figured you'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> so let's see what kind of halfling you are. Um, roll a d4, please. Two. Uh, determined survivors. Your people have suffered many setbacks and tragedies, and they have never stopped you yet. You know exactly when to stand your guard and exactly when to bail. Uh, when you use the get away or keep them busy moves uh, and get a failure, a six minus, you can instead uh, use the other move as if you had rolled a seven to nine. That's quite cool. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, please roll a d3. Three. Ooh, ooh, this is so Greg. You're wearing your Sunday best. <laughs> That's literally what it says, is Sunday best. <laughs> uh, and another D3, please. Two. I got a lot of twos. You have a rotund body. No, that's just rude. <laughs> I, that's, such a, that's such an overly kind way to say that someone's fat. <laughs> that's like that's like it's like that's like something that someone says when they're like you're being you're being, you're trying a little too hard i'm <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yep uh okay so that's your look uh now let's move on to your halfling agenda like everyone else you have the basic three um but your final is going to be one of three so roll a d3 please three have fun. Everyone else is all so gloomy all the time. Help them lighten up a bit. Yeah, I lived through a uh, <laughs> through a genocide. Yeah. Uh, What's your issue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a cool dynamic, though. I like that uh, mm -hmm. juxtaposition. Um, so let's go over your core moves. As a halfling, you have a move called the Little Folk. When you do something clever or sneaky while no one is looking... Roll plus courage. On a seven plus, you do it, 
and no one will notice what you did until later. On a 10 plus, they won't even think to blame you for it unless they know you quite well or you personally tell them that you did it. Yeah. <laughs> you also have sting like a bee uh, when you use the keep them busy move uh, by getting in close and get a seven plus choose uh, one of the following. Uh, you can only use sting like a bee against uh, foes that are lar- or against people that are larger than you. Um uh, you get them to chase you around, uh, and you both leave the scene. You steal something small from them, and they don't notice until they need it, uh, or you taunt them with it. Uh, you get them talking, ask a question from the speak softly list, or you think fast, ask a question from the look closely list. It's a cool little mm-hmm. I like that there, too. Uh, now I need uh, your two additional moves, so roll roll a d8, please. Seven. The courage of halflings. You are never in despair when rolling courage, even if it is damaged. Despair is uh, sort of like D&D disadvantage. So as long as you're rolling with courage, uh, you're never going to have a disadvantage to the roll. And uh, roll a seven, please. Three. Half a halfling. You are not 100% halfling. Take a core move from any basic playbook. Uh, You may also take an agenda from the chosen playbook. Okay. We got some more rolling to do. So I guess roll me a D11 to see what other playbook you're taking a core move from. One. That is the air. H-E-I-R. Roll a D2 to figure out which air move you get. Two. Uh, Yes, my liege. When you issue a command to someone below you in rank, they'll do it immediately, no questions asked. Someone is below you in rank if they are of your people, if they are a companion... Uh, which is to say an NPC that's along you on the journey, Uh, or if they serve or follow someone who has shown you a royal treatment, but you don't have the royal treatment core move, so that doesn't apply to you. So someone is below you in rank if they are of your people uh, or if they are a companion in your party. Uh, You never need to talk sense to someone who is below you in rank. Uh, When you give a command that directly harms the person you gave the command to, they become immune to this move forever. Mm. So I think that one... Like, I don't think I'm a different race. I'm royalty of my race. I think so, I yeah, think I think so that, too. That's yeah. how I'm going to interpret that. Uh, and so you get another agenda from the air. Uh, not another move, but another agenda. Um, so roll a D3, please. Three. Judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. Make them pay for their crimes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're the, your your agendas are have fun and make them pay for their crimes. <laughs> Look, everybody can lighten up and have a great time except for those goddamn bastards who are destroyed by fucking Homeland. <laughs> you people can rot in fucking place. hell. <laughs> <laughs> you are not having fun. Do you hear okay. me? Uh, <laughs> um, Let's see. Now we just need your gear, so... I need to go back to halfling. Um, so uh, by default, you're going to start with a trusty handheld weapon of your choosing uh, and a halfling packed lunch, mm. uh, which is uh, two uses and it's food that feeds up to three people per use. Adorable. And once you've written that down, uh, choose a D3 to find out what you brought to keep your friends safe. One. A slingshot. It's a ranged weapon with a pouch of bullets. Uh, start with two ammo. 
You brought two whole rocks. Yeah, well, <laughs> what more do you need? They're heavy. They're big rocks, okay? And D4, please, uh, to choose uh, to figure out what the companion you brought with you on the journey is. Three. A couple of friends. Uh, choose two. Uh, your options uh, are going to be brave, chef, or fast talker. Uh, you have one bond with each of them. So let's look at what those mean. Uh, a brave is a more loyal and earnest warrior you'll never find. They have the stats loyal beyond all reason uh, and get right in there. Uh, chef is if you've got the food, they'll make it tasty. Their stats are special ingredients and rations. Uh, and then fast talker is if you'll just listen, you'll understand. <laughs> Their stats are mixed metaphor a minute and natural charm. <laughs> So you'll choose two of those. All right. Um, doesn't have to be now. Uh, and then roll a D3 to determine the luxury you couldn't let go. One. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that halfling pipe leaf. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the dank. Getting that sweet cotton. <laughs> uh, and finally... Uh, roll a d3 to determine uh, what fell into your pocket on the way out the door. Two. An adventuring contract with all terms and conditions in writing. Uh, you can use this item to win an argument with another player. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's it for that. So I need to give you your special word. So roll a d20, please. Twelve. Parabolic, uh, meaning expressed by or being a parable, uh, allegorical, or, definition two, of or having the form of a curve formed by the intersection of a cone and a plane (laughs) parallel to an element of the cone. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what I was thinking. So either related to parables or related to a parabola. God, just please go with the second one (laughs) somehow. (laughs) (laughs) So give me a D2 to figure out which name generator I'm using here. One. Okay. Uh, Would you like masculine, feminine, or neither? Neither. Okay. Roll me a D14, please. Five. Uh, Your name is Janro Rural. Say it again. Janro Rural. I'm writing it down here. Janro Rural. Laura, Yanni or Laurel? (laughs) (laughs) Esteemed council and gentle halflings, I greet you and raise a glass to you on this day of remembrance. It was but five years past that we suffered unjustly and cruelly. Five years since the skies became fire and horrors rained upon us. Our lands were shattered, and we were driven from our homes. While I know this is a painful memory for all of us, and I do not wish to reopen those wounds, I feel it is necessary to acknowledge our past so that we may celebrate how far we have come. Most of the other citizens of this world would not have recovered from such a loss, but is the true spirit of life and determination that lives within each halfling that keeps us moving forward to where we are today. 
While others might see us as frivolous, we know and have proven that we are made of steel. Our hearts cannot be bound, our joy cannot be diminished, and we will not go easily into darkness. When I look about all of you, I see so many friends. Nay, I see my family, for you are all so dear to me and to my mother, the Queen. But it pains her, just as it pains me, that many of our nations are still unaccounted for, lost in the world without a home to return to. It is a great disservice that we no longer have a place that is ours, even though so many other kingdoms have taken us in and made us a part of their world. Yet we all yearn for a homeland. Oh, the gentle fields, the babbling brooks that once made up our country. And so I stand before you on this day of celebration and sorrow, to state that it is my duty and quest to find us a new land to call home, a place where we can thrive once more. I can see the questions in your eyes. Who are they that stands before us, a child who has yet to perform the rites of adulthood? And I understand. I too ask myself just who am I, and what is my purpose? I have spoken with the council, and we have agreed that this quest shall be my right to adulthood, and I have chosen my name. I have chosen carefully, and I fully understand that I accept the burden and trappings that belong to this name, a name that we all hold dear in our hearts, a name whose tales give us comfort and wisdom, a name that I do not take up lightly. I have chosen to be named after the best and smallest of us all, Jan Rorarl. She was magnificent and kind, wise and playful, and I shall do nothing to tarnish her good name. In two days I shall leave this caravan and head out into the world to right the wrongs that have been done against us, to find whoever committed this odious crime against our people and bring them to justice. But I shan't be alone. Accompanying me is brave Mark Ebru, our strongest knight, and Lenora Wainbrick, apprentice to our master chef and genius with food in her own right. We are all too familiar with the flavorless offerings of the other races and shall bring our culinary triumphs with us as we seek out our new home. I am saddened to leave you all, but I know that my heart has found its true path and I swear that things will be made right. As every halfling knows, a halfling may forgive, but a halfling never forgets. So cheers to you, to us, and our new future. Oh, hello, you've returned from... Janra's character introduction. Hi, it's just me now. It's just Travis. The episode's about to be over, but 
I always find that we tend to forget a few important things when we're starting a season, uh, things that only really make sense to have right at the top. Um, so I'm trying out something new with this season premiere, which is that uh, after you've heard all of the intros, I'm just going to lay down all the information that I wish we said during the character creation bits. First, we neglected to mention that Fellowship is a game by Jacob Randolph. So thank you, Jacob, for um, your work on this game that we've, as of when I'm recording this now, we've only played a few sessions of it. But gosh, everyone has been so much fun. I think it'll be different. I think it'll take some getting used to for y'all as you listen, because the the nature of the game is a bit more collaborative, the the power is a little less in the GM's hands than is traditional. Um, so it'll be a little lighter of a feel, a little kind of um, figure it out as we go more feel than than we've done in previous seasons of VRE. Uh, but I am adoring it and I hope that you do as well. Also, there was talk early on in this episode about whether we would include some character creation stuff for the Overlord, the character that I play, uh, the character alluded to in that uh, cold open, Kaleran the Jealous One. Uh, we're going to have uh, pretty much all of that, as well as the um, establishing the characters' bonds with each other and with the Overlord in next week's episode. So next week's episode will be uh, a little bit more of solidifying characters and then jumping right into play. Next, I should say that given that we're on a new season, we're going to be pulling uh, some from some new music sources. Always, we have Logan uh, making all the original music. And gosh, I am always impressed by just how Logan is able to elevate scenes with uh, the music that he creates for the show. The Logan Appreciation Fan Club uh, includes me and uh, I would assume all of you. But additionally, we do pull from outside um, music, uh, from public domain music or Creative Commons music. Last season, we used a lot of acoustic music from a musician named Josh Woodward. That's uh, He makes Creative Commons music. That's incredible. So if you liked that acoustic stuff that was in Tales from the Loop, uh, just go to joshwoodward.com. That's where we got all that. Uh, this season, since it's uh, fantasy, we're kind of going in a more classical direction. And so we're pulling public domain or uh, Creative Commons uh, selections, recordings of classical music from a website called MuseOpen, musopen.org. Um, and we'll put what songs we're pulling in the description as we always do and we as we always have. Lastly, I think it's probably important and I think we should start doing this for every season, giving um, a brief expectation of what the season will contain in terms of uh, potentially troubling content. Last season was basically a no violence on screen season by the nature of the main characters being kids. The season with um, a very different setting with a fantasy setting, there will be fantasy violence along with it. Uh, as well, you probably noticed that both Janro and Ivo, ha their characters have pasts that involve um, the large-scale death of their people. Um, so those are just some ideas of, of kind of the darker stuff that uh, will probably come up as we continue to record the season, just so you're aware of where we're going. All right. Anyway, I hope you like our little fellowship that we're creating. I love these characters. Anyway, I'm just happy to run the season. The music will now swell.
Find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast or check out our website at VRE.show. You can follow Layla at Yosef Bridge, Etho at Logan Jenkins, Janro at White Wing, uh, and me, the Overlord, at the Travis W. Our email is hi at VRE.show if you need to contact us, and you can support us at patreon.com slash VRE. Or, if you can't do that, we understand. A free way to support us is to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is a great way for others to find us. We have merch as well at redbubble.com. Just look for VRE merch uh, at Redbubble. One faithful companion, Tony Danza Extravaganza, says... (laughs) The first season was probably my favorite thing in any podcast I've come across. It was so off, but in a good way. They do some awesome stuff on the show, but one thing I really like is that the GM tends to say, I think you do X. So then there is a prompt if the player wants to go a different direction, but it is a collaborative story told together. Hey, that's nice. Yo, so Bay did art for thing. I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna no, don't worry back. about it. I'm just going to be right back on this. I'm just going to look at it. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, Zans is hugging. Sean Cena is so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know what's so happening. So the artist for Interstitial Season 2 cover art uh, finished oh. making the art, and Logan's freaking out about it instead of doing this podcast. <laughs> like I just needed to look at it for a hot second so I could so I could uh-huh. focus. I, I Also, the... The rolly thing betrayed me because it it knew that I wasn't paying attention to it. Welcome to RPG Design Friends, a podcast where we critically talk about tabletop role-playing games, their mechanics, design philosophy, and the scenes surrounding it all. Each episode, we have two guests, designers, podcasters, and other experts to discuss a topic within TTRPGs. It is important to be critical and analyze the stuff we enjoy, And we're glad to do it here at RPG Design Friends.